Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Constant Agitation, a weekly podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Jimmy, as always, joined by Ava. Hi guys, how's it going this Friday? It's going good, how's it going with you? Uh, a little bit hectic Friday, up and down, going and doing some stuff, but uh, good now sitting here and relaxing with you guys, which is always nice. Yeah, we're looking forward to this uh, every week and we're so happy for... Everybody who joins us live, if you're listening to this in audio format, uh, if you're free on, well, not anymore, <laughs> how about how about we start with this announcement? Yeah, we should also repeat it in the end, but let's start with that. Yes, yeah, guys. we were talking about this. We usually do this every Friday uh, around this time. Today, we're a little bit late. We were having some audio issues. Good thing we caught them before the stream starts. Yeah. Uh, so we don't have another incident. Uh, but we were talking about this. We were thinking about maybe doing it every Tuesday from now on, rather than Friday. Two mm-hmm. days are uh, Tuesdays are usually slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fridays are gonna be hopefully with uh, more people, you know, getting vaccinated and all that stuff, and life getting back to normal. Mm-hmm. People usually go out on Fridays. Yes. Uh, when we were living, in, most people were living in quarantine. We thought that. Uh, uh, we thought that Fridays was a good choice because, you know, Fridays are usually fun, mm-hmm. but we were all in like stuck at home. Stuck at home. Uh, but nowadays, you know, everybody wants to go out. We want to go out. We know you want to go out on a Friday evening. Shoot some photos, maybe. Of Steal course. some light. Yes. And uh, as you can see, we're lit up by daylight here in Sweden. We do have a key light on the other side, but it <laughs> it is looking like a fill light, at least on my face. Thanks so much. And it's such a weird weather. It was completely overcast and pouring cats and dogs, yeah. like when I came home at five. And now it's so sunny. So It is. The sun is coming out. It's clear, almost uh, slightly yeah. cloudy. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, hey, Tim. Um, yeah, the beard will come back. Um, um, actually, I've been trimming it. So it's... Uh, <laughs> It's not growing at full speed, but I'm trying to keep it. Uh, I'm trying to stay presentable here on YouTube. Um, yeah, what else uh, we were supposed to say? Tuesdays from now on, at least. We're going to try out next Tuesday. Uh, not this coming Tuesday next week, mm-hmm. but like in a week and three days yeah. so for now, from now. Yeah, so and we are thinking that we will be coming live between 7 and 7.30. So we have a little bit of a window yeah. there. I, I think uh, this was... Uh, more like um i mean we, we weren't always on time on on seven yeah oh, sometimes we were earlier sometimes we <laughs> more often we were a bit b- there's after. always something that comes up when it comes to computers and sound equipment and everything and it's just there's That's only so, so much earlier you can start right yeah and i mean i'd rather start late and have a stream that goes all the way to the end than rush it in the beginning and drop it halfway through or something yeah. happening uh, but yeah, we hope you can hear us all fine. And by the way, we're streaming in um, full HD. Eva was checking on her computer for some reason. Um, it gave her a lower resolution. So if the resolution is less than optimal for you, double check your settings. Make sure you select 1080p. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always forget to mention this, but I should say that um, all of our videos, including this stream, um, are optimized to watch on smartphones as well yes so like you can always do the pinch to zoom thingy and it will not crop the the top and bottom but it will fill up your screen better because of the aspect ratios yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's really cool actually when i got to know that yeah you can just like boom um 
but with all the technical stuff out of, out of the way, I think everything is out of the way. What yes. do you think? Uh, what's going on this week? Well, should I start? You you can start, yes. All right. Uh, I discovered uh, Clubhouse, and I don't know how I feel about this discovery. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting app, um, and it, I don't think I can characterize it. Uh, but uh, I don't I don't know if it uh, I can characterize it in one way mm-hmm. because the app is so different depending on which room and I think this can be set to any social media app like for example it could be me and let's say um, I don't know a family member if mm-hmm. we both go to Instagram we'll see a completely different uh, feed yeah feed mm-hmm. so like so uh, Clubhouse is the same and it will be different for every user but still your your personal user experience will vary widely because like the rooms they just show up and yeah. I have no control over them. Let's but. maybe explain what Clubhouse is because I'm not sure that everybody might know exactly. It's a little bit of a crazy town and people have like this oh Clubhouse is such an uh, exclusive social media because you need to have an invitation to get in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I assume a lot of people that might not be in, so not know By how the it way, works. Before I forgot, if you are interested at any point, I have two uh, invitations that I don't need. And I have five. Yeah. So I mean, I have a few, but I want to reserve some for <laughs> a few friends that I think might be interested. But if you're watching and you're interested, DM me and I will give you an invitation. First come, first served. So if you DM me and I say, hey, I'm out, means because somebody else asked first. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can DM me on Instagram. Uh, sorry, I interrupted you. Uh, what was I saying? Yeah, that how, how does the Clubhouse, Clubhouse work? So basically, it's a voice chat app uh, that you, you can only use voice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people also use images, but you can't send an image. You can only change your profile picture. So, like, I've been in rooms with, like, famous photographers uh, or not necessarily famous, but experienced photographers all, like, talking about images and stuff. And then the way they want to show me their image or, like, to show the room their image, they change their profile picture. Mm -hmm. And you're looking at this, uh, I think I double-checked online, it's 180 by 180. It's really not uh, the best. Pixels photo. So, I'm like, all right, at least, like, you know, I was talking to like a really famous uh, or in the room of a really famous photographer and he was showing us images and talking about him. So I was like, yeah, okay. I mean, I appreciate the chance to hear it from him. Yeah. <laughs> but still, I, w- I would rather It's not the see. best visual experience, right? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but it's not just about photography or arts. It's about anything you can think of. Anything basically. in the world. Yeah, you can start a room even when you just join. Mm-hmm. But there's also clubs, which are like Facebook groups, kind of. Yeah. Uh, and then if you are a member of this club, you can start a room under the umbrella. Within of, the club. Yeah. Uh-huh. So like I was invited to a few clubs. And as soon as I did that, now I see that I can just start a room inside that club. Uh-huh. And it will ping all the people who are members. Yeah. But it will also show for other people who are interested in the topic. All right. How, so, how does Clubhouse know that or do that? Because, because of previews you, of things? You have you can go in and put your interests. Ah, yeah, that's true. That's and true. so, like, I get random clubs because yeah. I have photography in my interests. Uh-huh. And um, so, like, I then I can decide if I want to join them or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, but the other thing is that there are so many rooms that I'm not interested in. 
So many random things. Right? Like rooms like in, in Japanese and in, in uh, Farsi. Like languages that I can't even speak. I know. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I Why delete Why are you them. selecting this for me? Yeah, right? The, th- that's fine. It's random, right? But then I delete them. But then they show up again. And there's for now, there is no way that you can clean that up. That's, that's a bit uh, annoying. It's annoying. But um, yeah, other than that, it's... Uh, um, and I think if you Google, like, if you, if you... I think the best way, if you are, are new on Clubhouse, this is the way at least that I found it, is that... Uh, Tim, no, it's not for photography only. And I don't know why it does crop on your screen. Maybe I need to do some uh, extra testing. He's talking about the aspect yeah, ratio yeah, it yeah. crops. Maybe you're, you have a... Different aspect ratio a, a on your screen? super, super long and thin phone. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, I'll double check. Not trying to accuse you of anything. <laughs> but yeah, the, it's not photography only, but there's a lot of photographers on it. Like our time zone from this time onward until like 7 a.m there's gonna be there are people talking about photography on there um so and it's it's nice but you know like it's everything that i mean people who know me already they know how i feel about people and everything with people is (laughs) and a lot of random people (laughs) you know it's a it's prone to error human error what kind of rooms did you go into this week of trying out clubhouse I did go into some rooms talking about NFTs mm-hmm. uh, and I still don't understand anything. Like, look, here's my opinion about NFTs. I think NFTs are nonsense. Yeah, pyramid schemes, some people call them. Maybe, because look, if you are, if you are, hold on, maybe I, I phrased that wrong. I think people are trying so many things with NFTs and some of these things are cool. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, there was an, a room that was an auction room. Yeah. And there was this guy, uh, he's a poet, and he's doing like a uh, poetry read with video and music. and 3D poetry, uh, he calls Virtual it. reality. Yeah. So he makes virtual reality videos, and uh, he reads poetry for you, and then, you know, you can hear it while you have the virtual reality goggles. Mm-hmm. So it's like a multi-sensory experience. And I think that's... It's really cool. That's cool. And that's the kind of things that would work as an NFT. And apparently he was doing it before NFTs assisted. This mm-hmm. is something that he just thought all these kind of things that he's interested in, putting them together in a new experience for, for our, an audience. And then NFT came out. It's like, oh, this product really goes very well with that particular concept. Yeah. So that was cool. But when it comes to photography, like yeah. just photography or painting or stuff like that, like I think Instagram or all of the social media or online ex- like pre- art presence, so all of the images, mm-hmm. rather, um, sorry, if they were photographs or photos of paintings, are just a way for you to see it, to preview it. They're all just previews. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best thing they can do is be a cool screensaver. It's not the final or, product, in yeah, a sense. The, in, at least the way I see it, mm-hmm. the print is the real art piece is when you get a print and you put it there yes photography can be used in many different ways like it can be used in an article it can be used to tell a story Uh, it's nice to enjoy it on instagram but again i feel like those are um like previews or uh dumbed down or not dumbed down but like less um how do what's the word that i'm looking for inferior versions of the real thing mm-hmm. which is a print i think a print is 
the ultimate form of a photograph. Mm-hmm. If if we're talking about um, f- something in the realm of art, art product, yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. So anybody who's doing anything that is not commercial, uh, because yeah, commercial is a commercial, and you're gonna see it online because that's where most commercials live right now. Either gonna see it on TV, or on a billboard in the street, or on your phone or your computer. That's mm-hmm. where you see commercials, mm-hmm. and photographs are used for that reason. And but I don't think anybody's buying commercials as NFTs. Unless they were like iconic commercials, so like if Budweiser was like, "Oh, we're gonna One auction time, the yeah. uh, the Waza commercials." Do you remember mm-hmm. those? And so like, yeah, I want to buy the original one and stuff like that. So yeah, in that way, it's it's I think it's cool, but that's that's the thing. I think it's nonsense when I said that in the beginning. For us, you know, mm-hmm. as photographers who are trying to maybe sell prints or you know get recognition for our work. I don't think, I mean, if you're selling more power to you, but I don't know how long lasting it is. I think for somebody who's already established, um, uh, like I know Tyler uh, Tyler Shields was selling a video of uh, making of a photograph or like a high speed video of one of uh, Rolls Royce exploding. Yeah. And that's Tyler Shields, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm not Tyler Shields. Nobody knows, like none of my images are that famous Mm -hmm. so that I can sell the, uh, the video yeah and yeah. that's the thing you know forget about tyler shields before that way back when nfts just started paris hilton doodled something on her ipad and sold it for forty thousand dollars so you know that's 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 the thing that's where nft is operating is operating in these super popular people who are just you know and their fans are they willing just to have a piece of them yeah of, of any kind yeah so i don't know i just I just don't see how it really will translate. And yesterday when I was driving back home, I was in another room on Clubhouse and there was uh, some agents talking and some really experienced photographers. Like I, to- I showed you one of them. Mm-hmm. Apparently he photographed everybody. Like all the Super famous. popular people. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say any names <laughs> anymore. I already dropped one and I didn't mean to. <laughs> but uh, they were they were asked about NFTs and they kind of like shared my opinion. I was just listening in that room and... Uh-huh. They were like, yeah, if you are a photographer, focus on making prints. If you are an artist who's trying to, you know, grow as an artist and stuff like that, focus on making prints. Do NFTs if you want to, right? But don't really, I mean, do whatever you want. <laughs> but I wouldn't, uh, yeah. I wouldn't. Coming per- from pers- a p- point of experience, yeah. Yeah. I mean, per- personally, regardless of experience, I wouldn't pursue it myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could, I definitely could be wrong. Um, In case someone doesn't know, NFTs is basically a new way of of purchasing and owning art that is completely based on digital uh, media. So it's be, it's based on cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency, and uh, therefore, it's like a digital product. So what this does is that is the blockchain. So it's always traceable, and one piece of this digital product will always be linked to that one item so you cannot make like thousands of random copies because then then they lose the value so it's kind of bringing this idea that there is one of a kind and you can own it and then resell it for whatever price maybe more value maybe less value but that's the one that is actually signed and you can trace back to the original author Mm -hmm. through this uh, blockchain uh, technology can be called or it's kind of like because crypto is like coins yeah so like every coin is unique yeah 
Now, when you create an NFT, this is like simplified. This is how I understood it. So I could be wrong again, but this is how it was explained to me by a friend who was into this stuff. He was trying to create some NFTs. And he was asking me if he wants me to give him some of my work to, you know, make NFTs out of it. Um, so oh, <laughs> I love that comment. See, I'm saying, come on, Internet is a fad. It will go away. <laughs> Again, look, yeah. I understand that and I'm not uh, really of that mindset that, you know, I don't have resistance to change at all. Um, and it could be like, yeah, sure, the guy with the analog cameras <laughs> and still shoots film. No, I do that because I like them. I love my digital cameras as the same. Uh, but but uh, I forgot what I was saying. About uh, the NFTs. The, so the NFTs is basically you take a, a file, a digital file, and you basically merge it to a coin. Yeah. And that's because so like the same way a bank will validate a coin um, that is not counterfeit. Yeah. The blockchain that Eva was talking about is uh, is valid. It's like the bank basically. It's the validation of, of the so, piece. Yeah, it validates that coin and therefore validating the art piece that is attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so uh, I think that's enough about that. Yeah, so for the clubhouse, because the team was saying that, uh, I know I said before I shouldn't get more addicted to my smartphone, but this does sound super interesting. Just comment that it, it is an opportunity to get to know people, mm-hmm. to make connections, and also in a very uh, private, I would say, environment to be able to talk to people that you wouldn't be able to talk to any other way um photographers that have a lot of experience for example if we talk about our area uh, we were in a room the other day and i was able to ask a question mm-hmm. that i had about my particular photography and my business because i don't have the people that know about that here around me you know we we are new to this we don't really know so much this allows you to kind of get into the knowledge of other people people seem to be very nice i guess it depends on the room you go to mm-hmm. but it seems like everyone is kind of doing their best or trying their best to help other people and uh, look the fact that people are giving out their time to to be there and to answer people's questions and to share their knowledge you know i i think that's always like a positive thing like always there's also going to be a lot of people hustling a lot of people trying to make money out of the situation as well a lot of people that are going to maybe pressure other people to get to see their content and it's a little bit of a spammy situation it makes sense because it's so open and I think it's that really new platform that still hasn't really defined itself in what it is and could be. It feels to me a little bit. And sometimes the rooms are just a bit like, um, I don't know, support groups for people that just want to share with each other how how yeah. struggling the situation is and how fed up they are with everything. And other times it's about positive vibes. So I guess there's a little bit of everything. I mean, these, like, yeah, like this is, I think the way that you meant it when it's support group, I, I think it can be like an echo chamber and sometimes it could be a negative spiral mm-hmm. or a positive spider, uh, spiral. spiral. <laughs> uh, there actually were, I've, I came across some rooms when they were talking about uh, mental health. Yeah, and then I came across some rooms talking about those rooms negatively. So it's the complete wild west. It is a wild west. Although yeah. there is something interesting, I didn't go into any of these rooms, but they popped up on my thing. Uh-huh. 
uh, where you can practice language. So I think yeah, these are cool. Awesome. Like if you wanna, if you're learning a new language. But it's like nonstop. I come across a group that it was for Spanish uh, learners, mm -hmm. and then it says we have a 10-minute practice room every half hour. Mm -hmm. That means that around the clock, 24/7, there is someone hosting a room every half hour to do 10-minute practice of a particular language. There's a there's a room that I frequent recently it's uh i'm not gonna talk exactly what it is about it's about a current uh, world event that is happening it's humanitarian political conflict that is happening somewhere in the world and it's very heated and this room has been on for six days right now it didn't go non-stop non -stop. there's always someone in there talking yeah. and um and uh, I, I I really like I really enjoy going. I think the mods are doing a great job in that room. And uh, mm, that's, but I that's think important. you know what I think. Tell I think me. that's enough about Clubhouse. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Tim, if you change your mind, uh, just uh, text me because I I, I texted the uh, I texted Tim yesterday. I was like, hey, you want an invite? Ah, okay. And then okay. Uh, he was like, no, I uh, I shouldn't get more addicted. Yeah, man. Look, I support that stance. I'm not trying to change your mind. I wish I could delete my smartphone as a whole uh, <laughs> but um, i know that's not gonna happen who am i kidding yeah it's uh, a hard hard okay. other than that uh, we did get a question we did get one question yes uh i said that i'm gonna remember the name peter film something something oh <laughs> sorry uh peter peter film photo on instagram asked mm -hmm. if uh asked if you do you develop mm -hmm. right that was the question yeah Yes, uh, the answer is yes, we do develop. Uh, we develop everything, E6, C41, and black and white. Uh, not commercially, this is not an ad. And Vision 3 as well. Which is and Vision 3. <laughs> so we develop all our own film. Although I was thinking maybe I should start taking some... Actually, uh, there some was a conversation on Instagram the other day. There was one of these uh, Sweden film accounts that they were asking for people to write their tips and their, or questions or tricks about the analog community in Sweden and there was a lot of people asking uh, what is the maximum you would pay for the scanning and and developing of a fa of a role where can I do E6 because now Tim from Kalin doesn't do it anymore which was the reference lab yeah. here in the city that used to do it so people were saying you have to send it off to Gothenburg send it to Germany and I'm like hey uh we're good <laughs> you, i was thinking no no i was thinking that yeah. uh, we we do a good job with our developing runs and yeah. yeah maybe we can now have a super quick turnaround time because or it would be more expensive if you want a quick turnaround time but uh, why not maybe start helping out people i mean what do you think the turnaround time would be i don't know like three days i mean if we have one roll of e6 and we have to do a whole turn like a run with one role you know it's not the same cost per role if you do six at the once that if you do one alone so i don't know those things have to be thought through <laughs> yeah that is i mean true. turnaround time could be same yeah day. two days say same day basically but. i can do the, the thing in, in the same day uh tim we are uh, planning to do that i already filmed something but then i scrapped the whole thing because we we have something in the making i'm an idiot i, I am admitting <laughs> this online right now um <laughs> we are working on a series uh, about developing film about doing everything at home basically and it's gonna include uh, it's gonna include some live streams it's gonna include tutorials it's gonna include a lot of things covering e6 and ecn2 as well uh ecn2 in the sense of doing it with ecn ACN or cross-processing with C41. So all of that stuff is coming. Yes. Hopefully. Uh, but uh, yeah, 
we will we will do that. Uh, and I do have some expired E6 that I'm still yet to shoot. So much. Yeah. We have a lot of it, actually. I have some expired E6 frozen. <laughs> <laughs> we actually did organize all our film, we yeah. have to say. Did we actually mention this a few no. weeks ago? No. no we have really done a good job of putting things in vacuum bags, freezing, having a little bit of everything also in the fridge available. And we have a really nice collection. <laughs> it's true. We do we do have I don't know like we free we froze some uh, uh, Pro 400H yes and I don't know why like it's good to have it it's frozen. so precious to me it is precious I don't see that we are just gonna use it for random stuff I don't I don't see the reason to use it for anything that's like what is like you know I just want it to be back anyways enough dwelling <laughs> on the past um, <laughs> but yeah I, I uh, if you don't know it's it was my favorite film I love that film so much and. Uh, now it doesn't exist anymore. And I don't know if I'm ever going to shoot. I'm definitely not going to sell the ones that I have. No, I'm not we are not going to do hustling with that. No, no but uh, yeah, I but should. But maybe for very, very special occasions. I don't know. All right. Like, I don't know, something. One day we want to really shoot the wedding of someone with very beautiful film photos. Mm. Then the Pro 400H will be very nice. Mm. I don't know about that. We will see. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was the those that was the only question this week. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes, and uh, you should too. If you don't, it's really fun and easy to do it at home. Uh, it's really cool. Like it really feels makes me feel connected with the photography process. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's not easy, but it's not a, as hard as you think. And the hardest part about it is not what you think is the hardest part about <laughs> it. It's not the development. It's the process. Is the post processing. It's, yeah, definitely. Know, getting to, because when you send your photos to the lab you know they send you back the photos and you look at them and you get what you get mm -hmm. you know i i made an uh, i met a friend not a friend well i have a new friend that mm -hmm. i met the other day in a photo store and uh, she's really young she just started uh, doing film photography she got a camera from her grandma she started shooting and she sends her photos to the lab basically and you know she doesn't do any. I was talking to her today. She, I, I asked uh, if she gets JPEGs or TIFFs or mm -hmm. DNGs. She gets JPEGs. Yeah. So you know, there's no not a room to edit there. I think a lot of people, you know, don't. And I think in the past as well, most people who send their photos to the lab, you get what you get, and you mm -hmm. don't really have so much. Maybe you look at one image and you see, oh, maybe the color here is a bit weird. You can throw it into Photoshop and work on it. Mm -hmm. But for most people they just you know get what they get from the lab and uh, when you're doing it yourself you have to do that conversion from negative to to positive mm -hmm. and you would think that it's hard because you have no idea what it is and then somebody will show up and say hey it's easy you just use silver fast you just use and negative uh, lab pro whatever that is it's true our but then there are so many choices um, you this have week to make i chose a photographer that um, is i would say diametrically opposite from the photographer we had last week mm -hmm. i remember that we were talking about you know that we both enjoy both the hyper kind of realism that the photography of albert was bringing but that we really also enjoy abstract work so i decided to talk about one of the pioneers and the the, the most important photographers early on in the 20th century about uh, abstract expressionism in photography he was such a like ahead of his time that most other photographers didn't really get his work 
And there were painters mostly that really acknowledged that he was doing a great work and a great job with the photography and the type of photos he was taking. And his name is Aaron Siskin. I mm -hmm. hope I'm pronouncing it properly. He is an American photographer, or he was an American photographer, born in the early 1900s and uh, passed away in 1991. Mm -hmm. And um, you are going to show a quite extensive a sample of his work. Mm -hmm. um, he did start with more documentary photography and taking pictures of peoples and places mm -hmm. earlier, earlier in the 20s and the 30s. But in the 1900s, in the sorry, in the 40s, he started photographing patterns and textures um, of really everyday objects and mundane, really mundane um, scenes. We can call it like ropes and footprints and seaweed and really coming in close to to really abstract the 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 composition out of anything that could give the viewer an idea of what it is that he was photographing so to speak um, but before we move on to the more more abstract here you're showing a photo that uh, belongs to a project called um, the pleasures and pleasures and terrors, terrors. of levitation yes and this is, I, I found it quite interesting. I went in to look for more information about this particular project because it's just so different in, in, in a way, so different from all the other things we're going to see from him. Mm -hmm. But when you kind of distill the essence of the project itself, it's not really that far out from other things that he was doing. Um, he went on, I don't remember where it was, but to appear in the front. And these are people that are jumping from, from like, Chum, 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 into uh, water, in a waterfront. Diving ramp. Yeah, on a diving ramp. And he wanted to really abstract the, the diver from anything that could give you an idea if they were going up, if they were going down, if they were just standing still in the air. Or he even did a lot of purpose work in the dark room to remove any sign of of clouds anything that could actually give an orientation or a sense of gravity and the fact that he also try tried to do croppings that don't really tell you what's up what's down or you know if if the object is pulling down because of gravity of obviously we're seeing human figures and we're seeing them with swimsuits we have an idea what's happening mm -hmm. but his idea was to really make it as abstract as possible um he, he said about this project uh, that the guys were divers, but they weren't really divers. He, they were levitating in a dream state, and then he, uh, he knew what he was after by taking these photos. So it's like kind of like representing them and their dreams in a state of vacuum, of like, we don't really know where you are. Are you going down? Are you going up? What's happening around you? We can make all the stories we want about them about them and really focusing on on the structures and and the shapes and the angles and some people even compare that they look like script like different letters and and he also presented the work either in single prints but also in collections of prints put together mm -hmm. um i think there was an example in there one of the one of the ones yeah um so yeah this this project is interesting because that someone had mentioned about it, it's kind of like a portrayal of freedom and relief that is opposite to the big city that he was used to uh, photographing in and where this event was actually taking place. So it's kind of, they were in this very big city and then it's this event when you are able to just like capture in time and space this very abstract and free form of, of the human nature in a sense. Mm -hmm. 
This one, this one looks like a triple exposure. Oh, that's actually cool, yeah. Because there's uh, like three pair of knees. <laughs> <laughs> there's these knees over there, like th those two legs here. But they're not the same as this one because this one has, has their legs bent. Yeah. And then there's a third figure. Yes. Could be more. It Doesn't it look to you like if I look at it like this, it really it looks like a flower with petals with different translucence like it really you have to focus that is actually human figures in there for me it looks like a dream <laughs> you know how dreams sometimes don't happen like linearly they stack up they on each other they stack up and they go together yeah yeah this one is reminding me of that um i i think this was a very interesting project and and representation and it really reminds me you you have a very ph photographer that you like a lot and it has some pictures of people diving. Yeah, you're thinking of Rochenko? Mm, was it Rochenko? He has a couple so. of... Uh, yeah, I, I was confusing it with another uh, American photographer, I think. Yeah. That they were like, yeah, there were pictures of them in the air. And you could see uh, some, some mountains behind some of them. I don't really remember. D David Burnett has a photo of a diver that I like. Uh, maybe that's, that's uh, And uh, Rochenko d does as well. I, yeah. li I like diving pictures yeah, in general. So. I think they're really cool. Because of the element that uh, Aaron here is like um, basically maximizing by doing the darkroom work and completely canceling out everything in the background. Like there's no clouds. There's no gradient of the sky. That, like, you know, the in light intensity in the sky creates a gradient. Mm -hmm. You can't really see that here. I yeah. really like this this set of nine, how they are actually chosen to be in relationship with each other. Mm. Also works really nice. All right. Uh, now we jump into the other stuff that you were talking about mm -hmm. earlier. Yeah, he really took a, a quest of, of uh, I mean, what people were saying is, yeah, his work resonated more with painters that were on the line of uh, abstract expressionism and that he really wanted to document and to work with his inner emotions by taking these pictures, which was getting very close to to patterns and 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 um, how you call it? not images but uh, scenes mm -hmm. that that were very abstract from from the things that were happening around. So he has a lot of pictures of also the representation of decay i feel like it was something that that he was attracted to mm -hmm. um there is a lot of like uh, old wood um dri driftwood do there's you see the star in this one i yeah i, see I can't it. not see the uh, pentagon star i see it i see it and it looks like what is this it's like a dried paint it's on dry a wall? paint on a wall i would say yeah it's so cool this is some of my favorite stuff too uh, to I sorry I interrupted you. No, you were it's talking a, it's about right. the decay. Yeah, the decay is something that I see around the uh, cross cross the work of of Aaron. Um, when I was reading about his work and him being one of the first expressionist photographers, so to speak, I caught myself thinking, like, do I understand what expressionism and impressionism mean? Because I pride myself into saying I really like abstract work. Um, I like things that make you not know what you're looking at and you have to figure it out and you have to think about what it means to you as a, as a viewer or consumer of, of the art. Mm -hmm. And also I like it 
as a creative tool as a as an artist so from the other side so i was like i love impressionism the you know when you talk about impressionism people think monet and mm -hmm. actually impressionism as as a whole art movement comes from the title of one of his pieces which is what impressionism something uh, sunlight or so it comes from that so he's like the you know the gold standard of impressionism i really love his work i love to me impressionism has always been work that evokes something mm -hmm. so or it kind of captures the essence of whatever the scene or whatever thing you are either photographing or painting. So this very dreamy like uh, use of color of and shades and you know it's like almost you're squinting and this is the impression that the scene leaves on you. Um, and I, I really enjoy that. And then we have the expressionism part, which what I understand is that it's not so much about having an intention of what the the viewer is going to feel or think or or getting on their end but the expressionism is just a burst of the emotions from the artist and the person creating the art piece that expresses what they're feeling into the artwork and it doesn't really matter so much about how is it viewed on the other side the intention is also that it's going to be thought provocative and that people might or might not understand what the artist was doing, but that's like another side of the of 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 the art piece. But the expression comes from the artist into the into the piece, where, whereas the impression is the scene gets imprinted into the art piece, and then the viewer can have the impression of that scene. Mm -hmm. So I I see it a bit of like the difference and the relationship between the scene, the message, the artist, and the viewer. They differ in impressionism and expressionism but they are two abstract ways of 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 art in a sense does that make sense it does to me at least yeah i th uh, and I, I it wasn't so clear either i you did tell me about this before we yeah, started yeah exactly so i didn't know what the difference between uh, expressionism and impressionism was and for me i never thought of photography as a, an expressionist art yeah form or like it can be used expression <laughs> um uh, i was i always thought of it because i was familiar with the impressionist uh, movement in mm -hmm. the sense of like from paintings and how you can em emulate it also by doing photography mm -hmm. like i think one of the more famous photographers or at least the ones that i know that are doing impressionism uh ernst Haas. Ernst Haas, yeah um I really like his work. I was um, kind of, I was drawn to try s similar things even before I saw his work. And mm -hmm. then when I saw his work, I was like, wow, this is like the stuff that I really like to do sometimes mm -hmm. as well. Uh, there's a bunch of different artists that I currently like follow and they do a lot of stuff like that. And I just find it so beautiful. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know that I can, to me, this um i wouldn't necessarily call it impressionist like because i know i like the the resolution let's say of what i'm looking at yeah it's clear yeah but why and what i'm looking at in some in a lot of cases is not yeah. so clear so yeah, i so think is that the is the expressionism the difference exactly so yeah. the expressionist is like okay so i can see clearly the lines are but what am i looking at like is this and what a microscope also, image yeah. or is it a and a pattern on a wall what is happening i'm not so sure you know yeah and then you know is is he trying to like show me the number six mm -hmm. here 
what, what you know it's mm -hmm. like it's not so clear mm -hmm. you know when it's an impression of a scene i sometimes find the meaning to be more clear yeah or at least not necessarily the meaning but the the scene is more clear in a way even though it's less hi-fi to yeah. the truth but it's more high fidelity to the meaning or to the right like but that's what i understand as impressionism as well is is you are getting the essence of whatever you are portraying right it doesn't have to be high detail mm -hmm. but it it it's what it, it comes down to the bare minimum of what it is mm -hmm. right might be it a, a feeling between two people on the streets it might be the light rays or the light falling into something or it might be the shape of so, of something in in not in detail but in like a big s scale mm -hmm. right and that's to me 100% impressionism mm -hmm. and then this expressionism is more about abstracting little pieces of the world at super high definition and for you as an artist they mean something they are expressing what you're feeling inside they have a meaning mm -hmm. and then how is that taken out with someone looking at the at the art it's a completely different thing mm -hmm. they don't really need to be what they are it's the magic of it right so i, I think this one that we're looking at is a good example of like how to how, this could have been an impressionist photo of a forest. I was thinking about that right, right now, yeah. <laughs> but it's not. It's obviously some paint on a wall or something along these lines. Yeah. <clears throat> that could be expressing uh, a forest. Yeah. Or maybe it's not because there's an open-endedness as well. Because yes. if, the, if the artist is not uh, declaring what they're expressing mm -hmm. with this image, I mean, it's up to you. It's up to you anyway to feel how you feel about anything but uh, you know like i don't know if if let's say here um it has a name chicago six uh, it's called chicago six uh which just means it was talking in chicago i guess yeah it could be i i think it's some paint on a wall or something like that yeah exactly uh and but you know as as we were saying that it does also have that impression of a forest yeah but because then is yeah so what you're seeing is a super high definition or high representation of that painting in the wall but that painting in the wall might be an impression of a of a forest yeah. because it's not so clear definitely i see it that way too like yeah we can see some cracks we can see it looks like a wall for sure and this looks like the the ground mm -hmm. this yeah. line is the separation between the the two but whatever it is, it's beautiful. And I like this dot here because it's like the moon or the sun. It, it's really a beautiful photo. And and these things over here, they look like clouds or like patterns in the sky. Yeah, the texture of it as well. I have to say, like, I glanced at all the photos that we're going to look at today. And I think this is definitely my favorite one. one. Of my, yeah, one of my favorites as well. Um, Moving on. Yeah, so he was also... This is part of the decay that we were saying, you know, things that just are not as they used to and the time passes and that has an imprint in, in the reality and the world. And also, again, getting super close. Of course, it's obvious we know what it is. It's a window with broken glass, but it is very abstracted to whatever we don't know. Is this, is this from a building where people still live in? Is this from an abandoned area? Where is it? 
it doesn't really matter, right? Mm -hmm. What we are trying to portray or he's probably trying to portray here is part of himself, he, how he's feeling about this passing of time, for example. So difficult to actually analyze art and in, in a sense because we have no clue, right? Unless we have proof of what the person they think they were doing, you know, it's, it's really up to us to try to make him have a meaning. Yeah. And does it have to have a meaning? Or I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like, uh, it's a lot. It's a, I've I've been like engaged in a lot of conversation about this, and it's like, for example, what defines fine art, mm. you know? And uh, I I think it's not anyone's job to define it for anybody else, you know? Like we we talked about this, and also what defines a snapshot, <laughs> you know? Like you don't know, we don't know, this this could look like a snapshot to somebody it could like look like a masterpiece to, to anybody else you know take two different people and again i like to use music as an analogy uh, because i think it's the easiest to uh, to understand yeah. or to relate to for most people like like i i love metal for example and i also do love classic music and i love jazz and i love all those kind of things but then and to me all of these are art you know like i see the art and progressive rock and progressive metal to me that's like one of the highest forms of musical art at the same time i think i think the same way about jazz right i think the same way about classic music but there could be somebody who shares my exact opinion about jazz or classic music and then they listen to the prog rock that i listen to and they tell me that just it's just a bunch of noise mm -hmm. right so it's so having a clear-cut definition for something like this it just doesn't make any sense because art is so close to feelings mm -hmm. and feelings are so personal and i think for you as an artist don't get caught up in any of this stuff like just express yourself do whatever you like and it doesn't really matter um how you critically think of it or how do you or, or how do other people critically think of it um i always refer refer to this uh letter i should have it on cue i should have it bookmarked so i click it every time i want it because i can't remember the names ah, and, the dancer one yeah yeah uh, maybe I'll talk about it next episode. But it basically, the gist of it was, is that it's not your job to criticize your your own work. Even uh, you know, just if you feel a if you feel an intuition or an urge to do something as an artist, uh, just go for it and let it live somewhere and let it up to other people to decide how they feel about it. I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess uh, we move on to the next photo. This one, you know what this one looks like to me? Mm -hmm. uh, what is it called? Uh, IVF? Ah, in, in vitro fertilization? Right. Yeah, when they're putting in together the when egg. They, you the see egg on the microscope. The uh, uh, it, to me, the, when I first looked at it, it instantly reminded me of those like, uh, like short videos mm -hmm. like you see in documentaries talking about the subject. In the Petri dish. I think they also they... Anyways, let's not go too much into it but it looks like that it looks like these rods or like these black lines mm -hmm. are going inside these circles and injecting something these bubbles. Uh, the white stuff this also like it's an example of how the experience of the viewer will dr drastically change the the experience of watching a photo because it, it's always gonna be constricted to one's own experience mm -hmm. in life 
So if I never seen IVF exactly, uh, you would never would... be able to relate it to that. Yeah. So and whenever this photo was taken, it was in the 60s or the 40s. You know, maybe that wasn't even a thing. So no one could even relate to such a thing. Yeah, like so, so. basically, what I'm seeing when I look at it didn't even exist when he got inspired to take the photo. Yep. So it's it's probably he probably like it's most definitely not wasn't what that. he saw when yeah. he took it. I wonder what he saw though. <laughs> <laughs> A nice composition that uh, I spoke to him. I don't know. That's where you were saying. Sometimes we should not like be such a critical. Of, no, of but I'm just curious. I know what I mean. It's like he just like, oh, this looks like it. It makes me feel good, so I will take a photo of it. Or maybe the, he, uh, he saw something different. The, uh, another way that I'm seeing it is as a bunch of creatures. You know, like these have personalities because they look like eyes. Those things there. Exactly. That, if you that, look sideways. That's what I was just about to say. Is that uh, our brains are wired to like detect patterns. And whenever you see two dots next to each other, your brain is always eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and there's a lot of really nice, cute uh, examples around of faces, right? We yeah. try to anthropomorphize everything. That's how our brains work. That's so. the lizard brain, right? Yeah, I, I think guess. so. It's the flight, fight or flight system, like engaging because it's like eyes. Do I run or do I make friends now, <laughs> yeah. or do I make it my food? Basically, <laughs> which yes. one am I gonna pick? Um, true. Uh, CM is mentioning here that uh, one can also subscribe to an institutional definition of art, like George Dyke. Art is what the world of art calls art. Yeah, uh, I guess so. But I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. Sure, one can do that. I don't know if I would personally. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like, I mean, what is the world of art? I don't know if I'm reading too much into that statement, but I mean, because here's the thing, and I'm not accusing anybody, and I'm not trying to burn any bridges, but I mean, a lot of times people do things because there is benefit in it, and you know, like, like monetary benef mm -hmm. benefit in it, and there is no, there is no shame in that. Mm -hmm. uh, fine, like you want to eat, you need, you need to live, you need to make mm -hmm. a living, you know. Um, but I feel like a lot of times things are just what they are because they're marketable, because they can be marketed in a certain way. And that's the way, that's the world we live in, right? Mm -hmm. But then again, sometimes things fall off that wagon and fall off the whole wagon, basically, mm -hmm. not just that part of it, just because they're not marketable mm -hmm. or, you know, that, or not easily uh, marketable or, you know, that can be turned into money, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you yourself said, like, this photographer, uh, Aaron, uh, he was basically not recognized by photographers yeah. if, it, if it wasn't for the painter's community that appreciated their work. And again, the painters, of course, are a part of the of the art world. But I feel like uh, uh, if anybody subscri subscribed to an institution and, you know, kind of gave up their freedom to feel mm -hmm. that's not necessarily a good thing because you know if you let somebody else dictate how you feel about things um i don't think that's necessarily a, a great good idea thing, yeah. mm -hmm. you know i think you should be able to formulate your own thoughts and feelings about things and mm -hmm. if you like uh, you know anything as whatever to you that's it and uh, 
that was that statement clear if yeah, you yeah. like anything as whatever for you that's it yeah of that course. <laughs> summarizes my feeling <laughs> anything goes like that sort of thing yeah uh it was it's interesting that uh you know the first exhibitions that he did of all this more abstract work they were on painters exhibitions so they, he was exhibiting alongside painters mm-hmm. he wasn't really like nobody really wanted him in uh, in photography galleries or or for photography group exhibitions or anything like that because he was so different mm-hmm. from anything that was happening around which and honestly like i see the appeal in that because um i i think a lot of the artists who work like that like ernest uh, ernest Haas that i uh, mm-hmm. re- um, mentioned earlier mm-hmm. he's one of the like he's one of the people people who's famous for saying I, i don't think he's the only one who says it because i think every photographer who is into that kind of thing feels internally the same way mm-hmm. what ernst said uh, i'm a painter in a hurry or i'm not a photographer i'm a painter in a hurry yeah And basically that's exactly what he was he was just using the camera as a brush and that is a, it's a much faster brush mm-hmm. than any other brush basically So, and I definitely like that statement when I read it, definitely resonated with me. And I tell you, I've said it like out loud before, maybe not exactly verbatim, but the the meaning. Yeah, yeah. I, for me, I felt like, okay, when I want to take a photo, just because I don't know how to paint this scene. Because because you want to put yourself in in, in the photo you are taking or or the, the representation of the scene. And then painting it would be one way, but... Even even not an impressionist photo. Mm-hmm. Even if I take a clear photo, mm-hmm. like an objective. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, to me, it's just because like I wanted to do a still life painting of that yeah. scene, but I couldn't. Yeah. So I took a photo of it instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I have it forever. Um, I, I remember uh, one time I was sitting on, I don't know if I told the story on the podcast before, but I was sitting on the balcony. My dad's, my dad's friend was over. My dad was busy on the phone, and so we were sitting there together while my dad's come back. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we basically ran of things, ran out of things to talk about. And I, it was sunset in Beirut, and the sky is completely pink and beautiful with clouds. And uh, I just leaned over, and I was like framing the clouds in a way. I had always the cameras on my side, so I, I, I took a photo and. uh he he looked at me and said so uh so you decided to eternalize that scene that uh, that sky uh well he said it like maybe in arabic it doesn't sound uh, in, in english it doesn't sound the same way it is in arabic but it's basically what he meant to say and i was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think that's yeah. what i wanted to do <laughs> exactly and uh, i never th- really thought of it that way mm-hmm. but it, i think that's the point of most things mm-hmm. in a way like when you make a piece of music when you play it if you record it you want to keep it you're keeping it you want to yeah. you want to preserve it a lot of times like if i'm playing music uh without recording these songs are gone forever and i never ever record and sometimes i'm upset that i don't because i'm not a great musician mm-hmm. sometimes i do flow and some nice stuff come out mm-hmm. speaking of that i wanted to mention at the beginning of the episode if you're sick of that music in the beginning <laughs> and you are a musician uh yeah send us some stuff we'll put your name on it and uh, put it on the intro while people wait till we start the stream yeah i did this announcement before should do it every episode uh but uh uh yeah i keep forgetting so if you if you uh, if you make music hey send us some for you who are listeners 
of the podcast. You don't listen to that waiting music. Uh, maybe it's for the best. You listen to the other intro that, <laughs> that I also made. So if you also have a better intro that you want to share with us, we will thank you in the beginning of the episode. Put your name out. And uh, yeah, that's enough about that. Thank I you. really like that intro though. I mean, you like me, I guess, so your judgment is suspect. No, <laughs> I'm not biased. It's catchy, super catchy. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it, this one is a more typical, it can be construed as abstract, but it's also a more typical, perhaps, the, um, street photo, I would even call it. This one is crazy because what's going on there? Like uh, somebody lost their prosthetic. Uh, prost- uh, prosthetic. Yeah. It, it looks very eerie and Be- creepy. Now, I because I saw it before and I was like, whoa, I didn't have time to like really sit and look at it when I was setting this up. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> what happened? What's there? going on? Now, because I had time, I'm like, I'm thinking, how is there a leg in those pants? It must be a wooden leg, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I guess because it's really... And is the other thing a shoe? There's a shoe, yeah. Somebody was just like blown off their pants. Yeah. Or like pulled or out of their pants. Rush. I don't know what happened. It's no. very strange. It is. Anyways, we look at the next photo. This one I really like mm-hmm. as well. I really like when it, the layering of it as well. That it uh, it kind of gives it a texture. I always, whenever there's a, like a net. Yes, he he was very very attracted to different textures, and that's why he has tons of photos of uh, rock surfaces, pavements, walls, and like he was he was really into this like two dimensional space of reality. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tim is saying mannequin, possibly a mannequin. We, but went, we went the hard route. <laughs> <laughs> someone just blew up <laughs> i was thinking somebody was kidnapped basically when they pulled them up that is <laughs> they, they took the, the the attached leg but the other one just stayed behind with the pants and shoes i don't know what happened but could be a mannequin i don't know mm-hmm. it's just uh i lost it now let me see if i can pull it back uh from the history yeah uh because there's a car right next to it that's why i, I thought somebody just Pulled them out of their place and out of their pants, basically. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But hold on a second. Is that... Yeah, I think, Tim, you're right. I see a hole in the heel of this one. Let's investigate. Oh, yeah. And that's... For a, putting a mannequin up. Yeah, right? I think so. Could be. Yeah, it's just a discarded mannequin. And there's a shoe here. But this... If there's a hole here, that means that this foot is not wearing a shoe. Meaning, is that the shoe that belongs to that leg? Oh, good question. This is this looks like a right foot. Yeah. Maybe it's a left foot. <laughs> oh. No, I think it's a right one. No, it's a left one. How do we know? I'm looking at mine now. <laughs> you think it's a left one? I think it's the left one. Yeah, because, because that's the, a the, left. The, that this is a left shoe. Yeah, and that's the left foot because <laughs> this is so silly. But the the, the, pants? the no because of the the shape of the fingers, they just fall onto the back. I think. I'm looking at this line here. Yeah. And this looks like the ball of the foot. And if, if so, this means it's a right foot. <laughs> Hope you guys are enjoying this one. <laughs> Riddles every week <laughs> with country fingers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Again, we have uh, some paint on a wall. Yeah, 
a lot of uh, decay of painting and the structures and the shapes and the forms that uh, the fleet in paint. Do you does. know what this one uh, gives me a feeling of? What? Um, Japanese uh, traditional art for some reason. I, I actually think like for me it's giving me, the, I know that these are inorganic, completely random marks yeah but look at the right the left side one it looks like a person with a hat and a big nose this one like a cartoon yeah like with a do you know phineas and ferb yeah actually it reminded (laughs) me of that yes i was thinking about that and you know like how our brace and then the one in the middle it looks like a sideway a bear looking towards the in the middle where there here no yeah up up the gray one oh that's true it does look like a bear and you know like that's the eyebrow that's the eye they are not there they don't exist but that's the cool thing about abstract is that you can see whatever you want like it's like staring at the clouds it's like playing at clouds yeah and it looks like it could be even a waiter bear that is having a tray in the hand and giving it to the other person that's so cool (laughs) (laughs) i really like these games and it is really just a paint of wall you know Basically. that's what it is but it can be so much more than that and i really if you think really about it it's such a bad wall but it's also at the same time such a beautiful wall right yeah the duality of of the reality uh in a sense yeah what are we looking at here again no idea uh but they, these are beautiful like the the way he I think these are paints like graffitis and things like this. Could so. be like graffiti, but at the same time could be something else completely. Beautiful textures and shapes. Yes. This looks like a piece of wood. And it's just so like it's so simple, but at the same time, that's I, something that I also like was talking about recently with someone is when you which like your choice of how to frame it is also a, a very interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a very interesting, what am I saying? I can't even say what I want to say. <laughs> uh, like your choice of, like when we were talking about snapshots uh-huh. and the fact that you chose to, f- that frame ex- instead of all the other Anything frames else, yeah. that you can be looking at. And again, this could be like, somebody could be looking at this show and be like, what are these two crazy p- people looking at? Like, it's just, what is this? And yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, again, like maybe I wouldn't necessarily stop to look at this photo if I wasn't necessarily trying to study this photographer. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is what this is. We're trying to to look at this photographer and how they chose to compile their work as well. In a specific way, yeah. Um, and I, I do find it interesting as well. I Again, I feel like... Uh, it deserves a moment to mm-hmm. to like stop and think about it. And I think it could also be inspiring in a way. Um, I don't know. I, I know that the feelings about abstract art are pretty strong. You know, either people like really love it or really like it. And other people are like, well, this has no point. But I think also the fact that this is one of the first people that really try to bring into a, this into a new complete medium, you know, before... Uh, Aaron was taking photographs in this way. The majority of this expressionism was just coming out from painters, and 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 I think it's so cool that painters were doing this kind of things, this kind of structure, this kind of relationship of shapes and forms in in a two-dimensional medium like painting. Although you can also put up the three-dimensional with you know some some impasto and stuff like that. But and then then 
Aaron was able to find these same things out there. You know, he's not really making them up. Mm -hmm. He's not painting them. He's not bringing them from his imagination. That's these important. are very pieces that exist. They are. That's important because like somebody would agree to this being a beautiful painting if it was made out of paint. But for some reason, they might downgrade it if it was just a photograph. And I think that's the that's the error yeah. in appreciating abstract photography is that people look at it as sometimes uh, as in like it's a photo of nothing mm -hmm. be because we assume that a photo has to be of something. Yeah. But we do accept a painting to be of nothing. Yeah. Because we assume like yeah they're just it's a, they're just a beautiful shape. But um, and it's coming from their imagination and it has this and this other yeah. thing and then a photograph cannot really have that that dreamy component on it you know just because it's representing reality and something that exists but it's not really that the choice of the photographer of making this particular frame and bringing these shapes together has a meaning absolutely i 100 agree and i mean like yeah both of us are a fan of abstract photography so maybe you know if you're Other not people, yeah. you know maybe you don't agree if you uh, if you think that funny. we're not making sense then i mean i'm, I'm really <laughs> I know I really like to talk with people about this because, you know, to me, what we're saying makes total sense and, and there is a space for this kind of photography, but other people might think otherwise. I do want to rotate this one 90 degrees right? counterclockwise. Yes. I think it would look like a... a map. You know, I, yeah, map. I, I was going to say a map that is overlaid with the flag of a country mm -hmm. because, you know, like we have the remnants of the lines on the poster. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it does, as you said, looks like a map. Uh, and I think it would look super cool. I just really wanted to. I'm going to rotate myself. Yeah, I know what you mean. Although I also like it in this way. Uh, again, like my brain is detecting the eyes <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Uh, graffiti. Yeah, he was also very into isolating graffiti parts and finding shapes and compositions within graffitis this one is certainly rotated you think yeah because look at the paint drops oh yeah yeah for sure and i actually like it more this way yeah than this way like the way that it was sprayed it in. looks like it says i drop right <laughs> it does <laughs> it's kind of like those i heart uh, new york yeah i drop i drop period it's uh, it's really cool that you know like it just it looks good to me it looks beautiful uh, you know I had this um, conversation about tattoos mm -hmm. because I have few tattoos myself and for me my tattoos they they have to mean something they mm -hmm. I have a relationship with them they they have a purpose in my body mm -hmm. and then there's a lot of people that have a lot of tattoos that when I ask them oh why did you get this one or something it's like oh I just like how it looks and I just want to have it in my body you know it doesn't need, really need to have a external relationship to me in any shape or form i just like how it looks and i wanted to have it with me and my body is my canvas and i can just put it in there and um, i feel like for like maybe i am not there yet to just like get a tattoo just because it looks good and i really wanted to mean something and i think for some people art or like photography or painting it's also like that they they really prefer that it has a meaning and it, it's of something clear and direct and they can have a connection with it rather than just look at it because it looks beautiful yeah yeah 
Um, yeah, I, I think, again, it goes back to like the definition of photography itself and the purpose of photography. Because as I was saying earlier about, you know, photography being a, in, in a big part used commercially. Uh, I mean, how often do you see paintings used as commercial? But they exist. Uh, but graphic they, art sometimes. Yeah. Yes, they exist. But how often, you know, like if you're trying to sell something, most likely you're going to take a photo of it. Uh, yeah. And that's how you, you know. Uh, uh, but um, so I think that th that view uh, detaches a lot of people of uh, of photography, like even landscape. Mm -hmm. You know, like even landscape photography, in a way, is a commercial. You know, like and because a landscape photo, a traditional landscape photo, at least, is like, hey, look how beautiful this place is. You mm -hmm. know, like you can go to and take, like you can go to Iceland. Uh, or Norway and, you know, photograph all these crazy mountains with beautiful scenes and skies and waters and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful photo, but at the same time, it's an Iceland commercial, <laughs> you know, it's a tourism commercial. Mm -hmm. But then, like, uh, I think Bae Byung-Yu, uh, the Korean mm -hmm. artist that we showed showed a few episodes ago, uh, was taking these, like, like eerie forest of Korea, mm -hmm. and to him he wanted like to show his relationship about his uh, with his landscape. Mm -hmm. But I think that I mean that's not necessarily a a good commercial photo, but to me it's a great photo. It's like mm -hmm. better or more enjoyable than a lot of the amazing scenery that you can capture with a camera because that photo had feeling. No, I love it had feeling, emotion. Yeah. It had an impression. Exactly. Also. And so I would, for me, as a, like an art appreciator, let's say, as somebody who appreciates art, it's not fancy. I'm not trying to <laughs> give myself any fancy <laughs> titles. But like as, as someone who likes to enjoy art and likes to have pictures and paintings mm -hmm. hang, uh, hung up on the walls, I would much rather have the Baby on You photo framed in a living room Mm -hmm. than a, a, you know, a photo of the mountains of Iceland. Even though I might prefer to hang out there in, in the, Iceland and walk yeah, around. Yeah, but it's a whole different thing. It's not about the reality of it. It's about what what do you feel when you look at the photo. You exactly. Home, right? and that's, that's I'm like reconnecting it to what you were saying about the tattoos. It's like yeah, you might enjoy a specific uh, pa painting or drawing, but you don't necessarily want to have it on your body. Yeah. Because it doesn't have any personal meaning to you. Yeah. And at the same time, you know, vice versa. Like, yeah, you do have to like the art that you, you have on your body, but at the same time, it needs to have a an emotional connection. Yeah. So, like, there's this duality in how you prefer things for what. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there are some... Uh, comments if you want to go through them while I yeah uh, so CM uh, is mentioning as soon as we discover the real motive of an abstract photo it stops being abstract and becomes just a photo of a thing that exists in reality I think that is the flaw of abstract photos it does not happen with painting that does not happen with painting mm. I guess if well but here's the thing painting whatever it is it's made out of paint yeah. So I think the distinction here is that um, if you think at think of the stuff that are in the photo. Like for this for this one, for example, we're looking at a wall with uh, I think these either chipped paint or a ripped poster mm -hmm. uh, or a mix of both, and think of these stuff as the 
oil that or the acrylic or whatever like the water color mm -hmm. that you was used to create a painting mm -hmm. um you know um uh you know my my family my my dad's work is basically using material to make really beautiful art pieces out of wood and the mother of pearls and stuff like that uh and if you look at those um pieces they just look like beautiful pieces with beautiful patterns but then they are compiled out of things that exist out of like basically mm -hmm. the wood and the mother of pearl and stuff like that so i guess maybe what uh, he's meaning is more that you know if you are if there's an abstract photo of a pattern in you know in the, we're gonna see some maybe uh wood in sand in a beach or something like that and and you are able as a photographer to abstract abstract it so much that it's not apparent at uh, first glance that is a beach with sun and a driftwood in, in an abstract uh, composition. What I, what I, my and point then, is, it's irrelevant. Yeah, it's, yeah, I understand. But what he says is like once he realizes, oh, it's sun and it's wood, then that the abstraction of of the result kind of goes away from him or something like that. For me, it doesn't it doesn't work like that. I actually like playing to try to find out what is it that I'm looking at and try to f to find meaning or new patterns in the patterns presented. Um, Tim is actually saying, I see faces in so many of his photos. <laughs> do you think that was intentional? Could be. We have no idea what he was trying to do. I mean, I, I can almost safely say that he. if you are saying those fo those faces, maybe he was also saying those yeah. faces. Just because we're programmed to really like recognize those patterns as faces, even though they are not. My mom is sending emojis. Hi, mom. <laughs> what is that emoji doing? A monkey is a monkey. I think that's my mom. I don't know if it's uh, my friend Yara, because I. You I, have a friend Yara, yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing it is. This one that you were showing, it looks like a landscape to me. Right? And it's actually interesting because you guys don't see it, but here I'm seeing the photos quite small until he puts them full screen. Yeah. So the thing that I see first about a photo is only very superficial patterns and, and surface so i don't i cannot really see details on it yeah so i can actually get this this very like impressionist feeling of of the photos that we're seeing exactly and i think that's important as well like if you have a piece of, like this hanging on your wall most time most of the time you're not going to stop and think what it's made of it's just gonna blend into the to the scenery mm -hmm. and i think when you're looking at like so for example look at it like this mm -hmm. versus like this it changes too. It changes a lot how you feel about it. And then you uh, you want to... I think this is the better way of like really seeing it to capture the feeling versus 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 this way when you're like going really deep in and analyzing the texture. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and what it is and what it's made of. Well, yeah. Uh, CM mentioned Japanese bonsai tree. That's Definitely. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really good catch. Thank you. And uh, and isn't it interesting how an expressionist exercise becomes an impressionist experience? Say that again. To me, this that we're doing now, he, he was an expressionist. He was choosing to show his emotions through these photographs. So it's an expressionist exercise mm -hmm. on his side, and we are experiencing it, is experiencing it as an impression of something that we make in our heads. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a pretty cool relationship. 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Right? Because we are all the time saying, I recognize this, I recognize that, which is an impression of something. But this actually is the expression of his emotions and is making an impression on our experience watching watching it. This one is so cool. Sorry, I the, went the, like out of the... No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> I, I also went, uh, like we completely went in different tracks. You're in your thought, uh, thought you know, process and I'm here looking at this one. and I, I really like it, uh, especially since uh, CM pointed out that it's a, a bonsai at the bottom. Now I see another tree here, like this one. There's the, the what do you call it? The, the stem, like the trunk? Exactly the trunk, and and then here there's the 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 puffy part of the tree where the leaves are, mm -hmm. and then I was trying to like see the relation because this one in the, in the, in the, in that context this one would be a cloud, and yeah. this would be like I don't know something with the sky happening. You know, it even to me now that I'm looking more at it, it looks like a duck. Which one? one? The one in the, the in the middle, well, on the middle left. Oh, this one. Yeah, kind of. Like, it could be the, the strokes of painting a duck very loosely. But yeah, as I tell you, I start seeing things. Like, if I stare at something, I see things and more things. That's so cool. Let's move on. Uh, CM is uh, mentioning impression, yes, but not impressionism. Yeah, I and read I that. have to... Yeah, it's true. I, it's, I, not, it's not impressionism because that's not the, the, the art it was created through, i'm not right? i'm lost i'm not sure what that referring to yeah, well because i was saying that is impressionism like what we are getting and he's saying is an impression yes but it's not impressionism yeah. as an art form yeah it's true what is this one i think it's a it's a it's a painted wall that has been rubbed no, off no. Huh? i was asking like what is it uh, yeah yeah i'm going like what is it yeah <laughs> no, what I, is it, it looks like of? like two people putting their fingers up saying f you or it's a <laughs> weird looking bunny <laughs> i i can't I, it looks to me like an evil bunny almost like like donnie darko maybe i don't know the names of the uh, that movie is so creepy don't, uh, maybe i should google it after this yeah, yeah. this one is so cool that's this a building reminds me of uh fan home Yes, with this, yeah, with the strong contrast and the hard shadows, and trying to get the glimpse of the highlights through it. What did you say first? You, did you say it's a ship? I no, I think it's a, I think it's a building. I don't know actually. Because no. this here looks like a ship. Maybe. And this one looks like another, like a warship. You know what I mean? Oh, like the water? At, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It looks like a boat. Yeah, it does look way. like it, but I don't think. And I this mean, one looks like a like a carrier. Wait, you know I those need to bring this close to my airplane. <laughs> car? Yeah, because she's looking at a screen this big. By the way, that's the monitor she has over there, so she can't see anything. I'll, ma I'll make it bigger for you. What are it we does. looking at? It's I so actually cool. don't know. What do you guys think this is? That this looks like a straight up boat, and this one also. But how is that? It, it relates to the upper part. I don't even know. It's, I mean, again. And I'm sure. No, I know what it is. I know what it is. I yeah. mean, I know what it is. I well, you can see it as whatever it is. is is a wall that is painted black, and these are scratches in it or, or part without paint. I don't know. I think this is a collage. You think? Yeah, because look at these dots. I think this was just a dark building, and then he filled it up with whatever he wanted. Mm. 
like you know the the uh, the fun ho ones with the windows yeah, where we yeah, have yeah, like yeah, a maybe. frame of three different prints and yeah, then there, there's these things on i don't know what's the title of this piece i have no idea uh new york one 1951 mm. i don't Jonathan know i still think it's a paint off of a of a painted it could art. be i mean look the 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 size it, 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 everything is completely out of out of reference there's well, no reference okay tell me what about the dots mm, maybe it's it's the surface of the of the building it was uh, it's the upper part that kind of throws me off that it looks like the upper part of a building or maybe even it's sideways no Tim, yeah i mean it is but that, i think <laughs> I, we hope you guys are enjoying this because <laughs> like we do this off offline <laughs> You know, like we're looking at a photographer's work that is this abstract and like yeah. this not clear what it is. That's the kind of conversation that would be happening. And the whole idea of this podcast, to be honest with you, is like to to uh, to sit here and talk about these things. That's why I'm like, I'm not sure if we should have an audio version. Hey, listeners, I'm sorry about that. If you're enjoying, I mean, some people still or listen. Or try to figure out what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how interesting it is to be listening. We to still <laughs> get listens on the podcast audio yeah. format every week on every episode. And so we love you guys for yeah, listening, for whoever sure. you are. Thank you so much for following. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's not dwell on this one too much. That two things on the bottoms are boats. And, and that's uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what's happening here. Yeah, I actually kept these two together because I found I found that they're quite similar, uh, like back to back mm -hmm. these two, because they're both of. Uh, uh, thank you, Adrian. Thank you, Adrian. Yeah. Uh, we we uh, we. What was I saying? Yeah, I found them to be similar yeah. in a way, in the way that he composed it at least, like yeah. it's just the top of a, of a of a building. Mm -hmm. But again, like here, like those things on the side, they don't necessarily make any sense. Yeah, because so it feels like the the, the letters are sideways. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think so. So I think, uh, yeah, see you later, Tim. I think this one like justifies the uh, the patterns on this one. Yeah. I don't know. It's strange for sure. For sure. Let's see more paintings on what do you want to, let's move on from paintings well, yeah because we although should the last one i like this one that one i really like just to mention it's one of my favorite ones it is i just uh, i don't know i i really enjoy those those kind of paintings uh, it, when someone is a painter and makes this kind of art i really like it and the fact that it's a photograph it just makes me really happy <laughs> and that he decided to have this framing this specific framing this looks like tire marks it looks like it. I, I, it looks to me like or very, very expressive like bra brush mm -hmm. strokes wide to me. Um, but it's just, I really like how it looks. I, I will have this at home. All right. If I could. <laughs> but it costs like $5,000. Let's see how much it costs. It's not, it's not up <laughs> it's for not sale. It's not for sale. Even. But you're probably right. Uh, here, yeah, here we're moving into the rock series, kind of. Mm -hmm. And uh, he just... Yeah, look into patterns between the light, the shadows, the texture of the surface of the rocks. Um, the one that we're seeing right now, I really like it. It feels like these rocks are protecting this little baby rock from mm -hmm. from the elements. And it's just very nice and soothing. For it's like a rock nest. Rock nest, yeah. <laughs> there was a movie that I love uh, when I was growing up called Labyrinth. And then there is one... 
uh, character in the movie that he eats rocks and he's the most adorable person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these are lava, lava volcano. Um, I've been in an area where there is volcanoes and lava um, constructions and areas and it's mesmerizing to be around lava you know, i thought this was like the, this i for me when i was opening these images uh, mm. i thought this was a like i saw it as a thumbnail and it looks like somebody's lying face down like this is a this is a leg yeah so and this is like a calf sunbathing? and a hamstring no no, no they're dead oh uh, yeah now i see it and puffed up a bit yeah very fat because they've been in the water for a long time i have no idea what happened and also, it could be like the other way around. Like this could be like like a very low belly button. I don't know what that is. Anyway, moving but, uh, on. But uh, it really, if you guys have the, the chance to go to a volcanic area and go to a place where there's like somewhat recent lava sediment, it's really cool to look into. There's a lot of patterns, a lot of things you can see. Right. And how it flows and how it dries up. Is the texture that it makes as well is so interesting in black yeah. and white. And I do think these are taken with filters. You think so? I think so. Why would you assume so? I don't know. It just, it doesn't strike to me like, I, because I've been in such a... So uh, what, what would the colors be uh, if you were looking at it with color vision? It's like bluish. It's bluish? Bluish black, bluish black, black black with the bluish tint. I would say. So you're assuming that it's a red a filter? filter? Yeah, actually, that's what I had in my head. It might be not, but uh, especially when it's so smooth, because here you are seeing two type of volcanic rocks. So you have the smooth one in the middle, and then you have the what is called the pometh stone or like the more porous one mm -hmm. that is not shiny and it's super super texture. It's the one that people used to. To take the feet skin off sometimes, you know? They, these actually are so oh. Yeah, so this is the one on the right. And then you have the other one. It, it, they dry at a different rate, I think, or something. Or the compound is something. I don't know. I'm not a geologist. Um, but they also look different. And mm -hmm. you can see how the, the color is a bit different. The color. The shade of gray tone. Yeah. tone. True. Uh, Adrian is saying it also looks human. I think he was talking about the, the previous uh, one. Previous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even this one, you know, it looks like this could be two legs that are like two, two thighs on top of each other. And it's someone wearing very wrinkly clothes up top in the upper part of the body. Oh, yeah, I see. You see mean, it? talking and about these like, two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very interesting, indeed. Oh, this one is so cool. Mm. It's, a, it's a big photo. It's floating this one screen. is one of my favorites of the lava ones. Yeah, I think it's my favorite too. Because I just, I just found so in interesting how these formations really end up being this way. Yeah, I definitely would like to have this one, uh, like uh, framed with the white. Uh, Passport too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's if it's like I want to touch it. <laughs> I see it, and I want to touch it. <laughs> Melted chocolate. Is yeah. that what you're thinking? Uh, somewhat. No, I don't know. It's, uh, it's really cool. It is indeed. And this one is really nice as well. It looks very like velvety chocolate mm -hmm, layers mm -hmm. folding. And it's so nice. Or even like, yeah, velvet. And uh, when I Now, after I clicked it, because the background one like uh, got faded a little bit, uh -huh. it kind of almost had like this flowery feeling, feeling yeah. to it. 
I mean, and uh, I don't know. It it also looks like fabric that has been like folded up. Like I I find it very very impressive when I've been to Italy and some museums that some sculptures were able to get the completely organic feeling of of fabric in in a rock. Mm. And I feel like this is very similar, but it's completely natural. This is what happened. This is how the fluid rock falls and rests and solidifies and it's created. So Very interesting indeed. Yeah. Yeah, now that you mention it, I definitely can relate to the like the uh, fabric representation of in in it's sculpting. Yeah. yeah. And how it's so cool how it's organically like s- so similar as well. Yeah. Um uh, Yeah, that was the last photo. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm now closing everything. Hope we didn't lose the stream again. <laughs> yeah, I know the stream is still running. And uh, let's go back to this view mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna actually you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna double check uh this what's it called activity monitor in in in, uh, in mac for those of you tech heads yeah we dropped uh approximately seven six seven gigabytes because of the photos not being because, open yeah all right yeah so that was my bad i apologize um i mean again we we're learning as we go it's so strange because in the beginning in the early days i used to open them the same way and they would not necessarily like we never had any drops before no and now this is happening and i have i have a decent amount of ram the cpu is chilling (laughs) it's not it doesn't even care what's happening but uh and I think uh, switching back to Safari helps the CPU, mm-hmm. but maybe it's not so chill on the RAMs. I don't know. Anyways, enough. So I many, so many different factors, and yeah, the connection seems steady, so it's not a connection issue. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think uh, anything else for today? Mm, no, I think that was uh, well. Maybe repeat now for the people that you isolated that we are gonna change from Fridays mm-hmm. to Tuesdays. So next week, as per the week, there's going to be no episode. And then we are back on Tuesday, the uh, 1st of June, actually. Cool. So this is the last May episode. And then we're going to be back on Tuesdays between 7, 7.30. Give us some buffer yeah. because of technical things all the time. We we think we're going to be on Tuesdays for good. I think that's... It's not set in stone yet. No. And we were going to try Tuesdays. Uh, and we hope that many of you can join us as well. Yeah. It's always nice. Uh, because we were thinking that Fridays during the summer are, and, you know, hopefully now life is getting back to normal. People can go out. Yeah. Everybody, including us, wants to want to be out uh, on uh, Friday, given the chance, uh, you know. Um, because sometimes doing this kind of cancels out the the, the rest of the day before that we have to be uh, here uh you know to be on time kind of um but uh tuesdays we're already at home and we're not planning to leave i think it's this, the case for most people um <laughs> yeah we will see you on the uh first day of the summer we also wanted to mention of course we are start we're starting to bring in up more people and we wanna have more episodes where it's about interviewing someone bringing someone that is doing cool work so if you have a favorite photographer that you would like 
to hear from, hear their experiences, hear them talk about their photos, their your favorite photos as well, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, we are open for suggestions and we don't think an, anything is too high shot because yeah. you always have the no. You already have the no if you mm-hmm. don't do it. So and I, you know what? I guess it's also like if you are watching us and you have a project you're working on, you have a zine you're working on, you want to talk about it, if you have a project you want to promote, uh, DM us, we can talk about it, see if... Uh, you know, uh, see if it fits with the show. Uh, you know, I don't want to make a promise like mm-hmm. that I can't keep. So I'm. I promise that I want to talk to you and see if we can do it together. Um, but uh, anything else we should mention? Yeah, and if you have cool music and you want to share it, we'd love to uh, have your uh, your stuff. I mean, uh, it's it's not because we're like lacking. It's just because also we think it's cool. To be to, a megaphone of, of sorts. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're not the biggest by a long shot here. <laughs> so, the, you know, don't expect to, for us to put your music on and then you're going to be on the billboards. <laughs> Hopefully, you will be regardless where you put it. That'd be great. <laughs> Definitely. But, but yeah, uh, we, di- we didn't want to go like through the nece- like royalty-free stuff because it's boring. Definitely. Um, and it, it means more to us if it's from someone that, you know, enjoys also being part of the show and being part of the channel and the community. Yeah. It's important for sure. Right. Other than that, we thank you all for watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hope you have a nice, fantastic coming week and enjoy your weekend as well. Uh, we will see you next time. First of June. Bye-bye. <laughs>